Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. In this week's program, Dan talks with Mike Norton, Associate Professor of Marketing at Harvard Business School, about children's dishonesty. Mike and Dan wonder whether kids are innately more pure and honest than the rest of us, or are they, in fact, more scheming than we think? Hi, Mike. So we've done all kinds of stuff on the cheating together, and you've been interested in, I guess, lots of, lots of topics, but you have this project on how kids cheat? Why is this interesting? I think one reason it's interesting is that people often think that, that kids somehow are moral beings, that they're somehow nicer than we are. Even though they punch each other and kick each other and steal things, that they have some sort of purity, inherent goodness of youth that then the world beats out of them over time. Okay, so they start, they start pure and wonderful? Uh, is this a belief that people have, you think, that don't have kids, or even pe- people that have kids believe that? I think having kids uh, <laughs> can reveal their evilness a little bit, for, I know from my siblings, for sure. But e- even I think when you see kids behaving uh, badly, you still somehow see it as differently motivated than when grown-ups behave badly. Kids, it's maybe they need a nap, or they're out of control, or they need a snack. They're yeah. not really bad, whereas grown-ups, if they steal, we think that's a bad person. Okay, so the question is, what, what attribution? So somehow kids, you think that the bad things that kids do are not attributed to them in the same way that adults are. They're kind of not fully responsible. That's right. And so we assume there's a good core, bad behaviors are transitory, and then uh, the world makes them into bankers. That's right. <laughs> and, and I think in particular that even when little kids are bad, they're not strategic. They're not scheming to be bad in the way that grown-ups do, that they're, they mean well. It's just that they get confused by their desires. And so okay. we actually wanted to look at, are they more scheming than we might think? Okay, so uh, do kids, uh, do they have more intentions? Is that the idea? More bad intentions? Are they trying to... So what we, what we thought would happen was that, in fact, kids and grown-ups and everybody of all ages would be just as, as bad. Okay. But that what they would be different on over time is appearing good or bad so that their inherent goodness and badness was the same from being a little kid to, to being an old person, but that what really changes as you age is you get better at hiding that you are a good or bad person. And I so see. When kids punch other kids, they do it right in front of you, uh-huh. or they steal a cookie and they have it all over their face, and you say, did you eat a cookie? And they say, no, that they're not very good at scheming. We thought they actually might be better at scheming than we usually think. Okay. So how, how do you look at this? So we got some, some uh, kids in, actually in uh, elementary schools in Italy, I think from ages 5 to 12, uh-huh. so kindergarten up through sort of middle school, and we used a task that, that Dan Batson, a psychologist, uh, developed uh, a coin flipping task. And the way that it works is, let's say you and I were in this experiment, we would get two, although we don't care about highlighters, but let's say we were little kids, we get a little kid and we say, here's a great highlighter. It's a beautiful highlighter. You're going to love it. And here's a boring pencil. Uh-huh. And your job today is to decide who gets the great highlighter and who gets the boring pencil. And you can decide. Dan's going to get one, and you're going to get one, yeah. Mike. So you, we are pair, uh, but you decide who is going to get what. And that, you, of course, have an incentive for you to get the highlighter. That's exactly right. So I would love to keep the highlighter and give you the pencil, but I feel maybe a little bit bad about just taking it. Uh-huh. So here's where Batson's great idea is. He says... 
You can decide right now which one you want, or if you want, you can flip a coin to decide. And flipping a coin is the fairest, most pure thing we can do to be a good person, right? Yeah. But the trick is that what we did with well, this... Well, the best thing to do as a good person is to give the other person. That's right, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, the most self-interested is to just keep it. Yeah. Self-interest is keep. Being purely altruistic is to give away. And the fair issue is to keep the... Is to flip a coin and you give them a coin so you kind of uh, prompt that use of that strategy. That's right. And so the trick with the coin is, though, that you don't flip it in front of me. You go off into another room and flip it in private. Okay. And then you come out and tell me, did you win the coin flip or not? And can you flip it multiple times? You can do whatever you want. Oh, That's the beauty of the coin flip task. Okay. So what happens is, what we see, if you look at uh, people who won the coin flip, it turns out that regardless of what age you are, the majority of people win the coin flip. Oh, that's great. So luck, luck is really exists and it's playing in people's <laughs> exactly. favor. Exactly. How nice. So obviously we would expect <laughs> if you flip a coin for real, you'd get the highlighter half the time and you'd get the, the, the highlighter half the time. And in fact, what we find is that 60 to 70% of people win the fair coin flip. Uh-huh. So it's not 100. No. It's not 100. And of course, you can't tell whether each individual is lying or not. That's it's right. Just statistically across the whole group, you can say that... 60-70% doesn't seem to be that random. That's right. Okay. Some of these kids are flipping the coin, getting tails, calling it heads, coming back and Or, or flipping it again and again until they yeah. find the right result. Or, by the way, not even flipping it. <laughs> yeah, just going to go to the other room, wait for two minutes, yeah. come back, take the highlighter. Yeah. But the thing that we do see, so they all, five years old, 12 years old, they do cheat exactly the same amount on the coin flip. Uh-huh. The difference is that they vary a lot in how often they flip the coin. Huh. So little kids, if you say, you can decide right now or you can go and flip a coin, about 30% of them choose to go flip the coin. Uh-huh. A lot of them just decide right in the moment, I'll take the highlighter, I'll take okay. the... Older kids, by the time you get to age 12, something like 70% have figured out that what they should do to appear like they're a good and fair person is to go in the other room and flip the coin. I see. But then again, as we, as we already said, w- once you flip the coin, you cheat. Uh-huh. So every 5-year-old, 12-year-old are all cheaters, but 12-year-olds have learned uh-huh. to look like they're fair. They're fair. Yeah, so, we, so we adopt strategies that allow us to pretend. Now, do you think that the 12-year-old uh, start believing in their own morality to a higher degree, or you think they're just planning to deceive the other person and just kind of finding better ways to hide it. Are they hiding it from themselves or just from the other person? We don't know. So it's unclear if, if I say I'd like to flip the coin, if I'm thinking I'm going to cheat, or I'm thinking I really do want to flip the coin and be fair. Yeah. But once I go in and flip it and yeah, it goes against me, so then <laughs> yeah. I change my mind and flip it again. Yeah. Or whatever. So we don't know. Yeah. And, but you could, the, I guess, one other interpretation of this is the kids, that young kids are more pure. They're just more pure about their selfish motivations. That's right. So, so they do they do say, I want this, I don't care about you, and I'm going for it, and that's how things are. So so they are right. they are more honest in their selfishness. In their selfishness, that's yeah. right. Which is a different way of thinking about the goodness of kids, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we know that they're quite selfish in things, uh, but but it but certainly doesn't things. look like they're more moral okay. in this case. And talking about justification, is is all of this research has anything to do with your own justification about thinking about kids, having kids, not having kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's a coin flip. It's the easiest way to decide this. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. Dan's latest book is The Honest Truth About Dishonesty. Learn more about dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks at danarielli.com. 